Hey, and welcome to the Entrepreneur's Ecosystem Podcast, where we aim to help you, the big-hearted change maker with a bold vision to build a business that gives you butterflies and a life that makes you want to high-five yourself. How? By addressing the interconnected nature of all that you do. From marketing to mindset and everything in between, we believe your business is more ecosystem than monoculture and that when it comes to creating sustainable success, it's all connected and there is no one-size-fits-all formula. Join us for conversations that embrace nuance, elevate the importance of empathy, and address the diverse and unique strengths that enable entrepreneurs to not just make money, but to make real lasting positive change in a regenerative and revolutionary way. Hi everyone, and welcome back to the Entrepreneur's Ecosystem. Today is an exceedingly great day because we have Ashley Chanel here, and she is your friendly virtual neighborhood marketing genie, but for real, for real, um, here to make all of your marketing dreams come true. So she's also a world traveling gadgets addict and expert digital marketer. Both Shanti and I have seen this expert digital marketing happening um, and the CEO of Make Your Mark digital marketing agency. She's passionate about helping women business owners to market profitably through innovation, creativity, action, and implementing strategic digital media strategies that transform their businesses. And throughout her over a decade long journey, she has consistently added monthly five and six figure revenues to her clients' top line product, service, and local businesses alike. And it's all done through organic and paid advertising. <sighs> Welcome, Ashley. So glad to have you here. Thank you. I'm so happy to be here. I love you guys. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. I was like, I'm like, I'm reading your bio, but really want to be like, this is my really good friend, Ashley. And I'm so excited. She's on the pod. Woo. Yes. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, so excited to chat with you. And it's been a minute since we've gotten to catch up. So selfishly, I am quite stoked for that. And I am also joyful for our listeners because they get to absorb some of your brilliance. And I would love to chat with you about all things ads and about your new quiz and about what you did differently the second time around and many other things, but can we start from the start and can you fill us in on any of the following? Your astrology, human design, Enneagram, DISC, Myers-Briggs, Colby, Strengths Finder, and any other framework that has helped you to deepen your understanding and connection to who you are, how you operate, and how that has influenced you as a business owner. Um, Yes, and all of it. Oh my God. (laughs) I was trying to hold it in, but I love um, learning about myself. I love strength assessments and just general know yourself assessments, because I think what they do and like what they've done for me, and I'll explain which ones, but they've 
they've allowed me to be myself. They've allowed me to fully dive into who I am and not be ashamed about it. Um, And then it's also showed me that, oh, this is why I do this. So I am, I want to say Enneagram, I don't know how to pronounce it, but eight wing seven or wing nine, cannot remember which wing. However, I think it's nine, but actually, never mind. Let me not guess. But I remember when I read eight, I was like, oh my gosh, I sound like a freaking dictator. And (laughs) I was like, who is it? And I was like, I agree very much. So, but then whichever wing it was really softened me up. And I was like, oh, wonderful. Okay, great. We've got some kind of balance in here somewhere. Um, So that was really cool. And it just kind of showed me where my strengths were, just meaning that I'm just very, I know exactly what I want. I'm there to just like kind of go for it. But it also helped me realize, well, actually DISC helped me realize I'm I'm actually a very strong D capital I, capital D capital I, and um, driver um, influencer. And I always forget, like I'm so much into driver, but I always forget about the influencer part, like the people part. Like I like people. I forgot about that. You know, (laughs) sometimes, you know, some people are like, oh, okay. But generally speaking, I love people. So it just kind of really made me see, okay, Ashley, you know what you want. You're going for it. Okay. Now let's focus on the people part, the community part, because you do enjoy community. Like I love hosting. I love just like learning about people and hearing stories. So there's that. And then Colby, oh my gosh. Oh my (laughs) gosh. If you have not taken a Colby assessment, please do. Because what Colby did for me, I don't remember what my numbers were, but I was trying to see if I could find my, my numbers. But I am very high quick start. And the middle part, the implementation, the follow through is where I get stuck but then I can come back and make it beautiful. So like I'm a quick start, somebody else do go, go do this, come with, back when it's done and I will make it exactly what it needs to be and put the excellence and the, um, the beauty into it. And so what that told me was that I need a team and not just, okay, everybody needs a team, but like, no, I need a team to help me get from point A to point B to finish the things and a team that I can trust. And that was just really cool for me to realize because I was like, why is this taking me so long? I would always ask myself, why is this taking me so long to finish this, to do this? Because I know exactly what I'm doing. I have multiple degrees in marketing. I'm very good at what I do. And why is this taking me so long? And it's just because I think I get bored in the middle. It's like, I'm ready for it to be done. And so, yes, that was very long and I've got other ones, but, um, oh, I'm an ENTJ with... I um, characteristics, sometimes a little introvert characteristics. I think I'm an ambivert also, but yeah, there we go. And I'm a Taurus. All right. <laughs> and a Pisces moon. So I don't know if that does anything else, but yeah, all the things. <laughs> uh, amazing. We resonate with the Colby struggles yes. this time. Both of us. <laughs> yeah, we both have pretty much the same Colby and it's really similar to that. Really like quick start, heavy, fizzle on the implementation but it's interesting to me because the three of us also like do implement and do execute and make things happen so it makes me think that just we're just like 
we maybe even just resonate more with the quick start. Like when you're answering the questions, we might be like resonating more with that, but that doesn't mean that we, we don't do the other things. I'm also an eight as well. And I think that's funny that you're like, oh, this makes me sound like, I don't know, like too bossy or something. I'm like, yeah, eight. Um, and I imagine you're a nine wing. If I was to guess, wouldn't you think Shanti, she's just so helpful. Like, just like, yeah. What do you think? You think seven? I would guess seven. Uh, only because to me, Ashley is so outgoing and charismatic and kind of like has that like life of the party essence. And that's characteristic of more seven. Right. So I haven't seen you in peacemaking mode though. Mm. So that, you know, and that's like your nine ish stuff coming out. Interesting. I was thinking, Probably because we wrote that one quiz and put seven and nine together in my head, they, they kind of like live together too, but, uh, she's the Facebook ads expert in the quiz collective for interact and girl is just so crazy on top of giving people this Mm. like really robust, amazing feedback. And I think that's part of the reason that I, uh, like think that, but maybe, yeah, maybe you are a seven, nine and that's why you can't remember. (laughs) All right, you're going to have to come back to us and and break this. We'll put it in the show notes. Yeah, Yeah, what actually is it? We'll reveal the mystery. Hey, I love it. So you said a lot of things in there. What am I thinking about too? The disc was interesting. Uh, I didn't realize I was influencer. I just like kind of like ignore the disc. I should stop, but I definitely can can see you as an influencer too. And I wonder if any of this like relates to like why you chose to work with women mostly. Do you think is that in there? What are you, what are you thinking? Why do you think that? I'm wondering. I'll answer, but I just want to know what you think. Mm, yes, just comes back to like how helpful and giving and generous you are. And if that might be like something that you want to give to more women, but I'm not sure. That's just where, where I, what I was thinking. As far as the influencer. Yeah. Um, let's see. I will say, so I'm an only child and I think it's like when when I can help, it just makes me feel so good. And I just feel like I've been very blessed in life, like with my mom and just like teaching me a lot of things about, you know, self-worth, self-awareness and how strong she was while she was raising me. And like, I grew up in a six-figure, multi-six-figure household with a, a Black mother who was a VP in corporate America. And she commanded the attention of white men. And I just thought that was so amazing. And because of that, I, she, she never made excuses. So it was just me and her. She never made excuses. And she chose to have options. She, she chose a route that was going to give her options as far as raising me and being present, even though she was a single mother. So I think because I saw that, And I saw what it looked like when you don't have options, when women don't have options. I was like, ew, and no. (laughs) So I really wanted, I don't know, I don't know what it was, but I was just like, I felt like, and not necessarily like a brag on myself, but just respect to my mom 
for instilling these things in me because I see what happens when you don't have self-worth, when you don't love yourself. And I think the world has done a great job in making women forget that and not know how to love themselves and put themselves first. And when we do put ourselves first, it's like being selfish. And it's like, what the heck? Right. And I don't know. I don't like that. I don't approve of it. I think it's stupid. And I think that women need to be reminded why they are so amazing. And that's just really my, the premise of my business. I am here doing marketing and helping women make more money in their businesses through marketing and through, through ads and the easiest ways to get from point A to point B, which is typically advertising or some form, whether that be JV partnerships or um, affiliate marketing, whatever the heck it is, but getting them to their goal with ease and being able to have more options because that way you don't have to stay in a situation, a relationship, a job, a place that you don't want to be in because you feel stuck. And because you just feel like there is no other way out. And I think that I just don't like that bothers me to my core. So Mm. I don't know if it has anything to do with being an influencer. I mean, I do enjoy people so much. Um, Oh, and I think the thing about influencer maybe is like, I love showing people like the best in themselves, but also I love like introducing people to new things and new experiences And because I'm just so extra, like if I'm going to invite you over, we're going to have a whole charcuterie board. Okay. Not a little dinky one. It's going to be extra. And, you know, I'm going to have the pretty glasses and just like, I just love bougie, like bougie and just the experience of it all. And I just want to give people the experience of the best and better and just show them that it can be whatever it is that you want to be. We just got to figure out how to get there. Mm. I love that here, here. Uh, And I love that idea of like, you grew up in a household where you could see that you could kind of do anything you want. And then you want to like help support other women have that. That's amazing because it's like, definitely it's, I, you know, it's like a Lacey Phillips thing, but like, it's, it's like your mom was an expander for you. And now you can be an expander for other people, but not just like in how you are living, but actually like by helping them expand and be able to see the possibilities that they could get to. I love it. Cool. Well, I feel great being a woman supported by you in my business. That's for sure. Expander. Tell me about that. Oh, expander is this concept. And like, so Shanti's a huge expander for me and for lots of, especially like, like creative women, you know, who uh, didn't expect to be able to like make money with writing. Right. And um, an expander is like someone who you can almost things about them remind you of yourself, but they are achieving things or living a life that you would like to live or that, that you would like to move towards. And yeah, Lacey Phillips, she's to be magnetic. She speaks about like, um, seeing to believe. Um, and so sometimes it's hard for us to have self-worth if we don't see anyone who's like us out in the world doing the things that we want to do. But when we do see those people, then, um, it like triggers something in our brains that allows us to even imagine that there could be a life like that for us. So, yeah. Both of you are expanders for me. That's really cool. I love that concept. And it's so true. That's so neat. Uh, thank you. That's one of the nicest things anyone's ever said. So, <laughs> yeah. Aww. Yeah. Yeah. I love that concept. 
And so this is really fascinating. I, I would love to talk more about your story and your experience growing up with a super successful mom. Did you want to follow in your mom's footsteps? You saw her being so successful in corporate America, climbing the ladder. Did you want to do the same or were you always called toward a path of entrepreneurship? I believe initially I always just wanted to climb the ladder. I used to want to be the VP of marketing or whatever the step down from the CEO and marketing was. That's the position I wanted for L'Oreal. Um, however, once I got into corporate America, I saw what someone else choosing your destiny looked like. And I did not like it. I saw two people have heart attacks and one person die. I didn't physically see it, but while I was working there, two people in our department had heart attacks because of the stress of splitting companies, merging with another company, and people were getting laid off every week, multiple people. And every week we would get an email, hey, this is my last, or this is going to be my last day, et cetera, et cetera. And I was like, ew. And like this one lady, she got laid off on her 27th anniversary. And I was like, the disrespect, like, how do you work for someone so long and then they, they do that to you. And so I know that, that that's a lot of the baby boomer and Gen, Gen Z, I mean, Gen X kind of lifestyle. Like, like you go to work and like that, that is the option. There is really no other option. There were obviously other people who went in entrepreneurship dire directions, but it wasn't so apparent or there was like more barrier to entry right then. Now it's like, you can do what you want. You just kind of have to make a plan for it. But I thought I was going to go all the way up. I knew I was always going to be a boss or, so, or the boss, whether it be in corporate America or not. But then while I was in, even in college, like I had my business while I was in college, just making some extra money. But once I got into corporate and I really saw what it was like, I was like, I don't want to give you all my best years. Mm. Um, I don't want to give you all my health. And I don't want you guys to keep me in this gray box. Cause I mean, I had my own office. I had autonomy. Um, my boss did not care where I was as long as I got my work done. So I traveled, I was gone for half the year, honestly. Um, and most people do not have that. And they would have thought, oh my gosh, that's amazing. And it was, it was great. However, it wasn't the lifestyle that resonated with me in Houston. It is hot for nine months out of the year. So we've got Super hot. The devil is here on vacation heat. And then we've got, okay, it's not so hot. And then we've got a couple days of beautiful spring weather around November, December, and maybe January, February. And so that meant that I was inside on those beautiful days that we never really got many of. And mm -hmm. I love to be outside. I love the wind in, in my face. And because I could not achieve that, it really, I had a visceral reaction, like my whole body, like just inside, I was just sick. I was upset. And I was like, I, I shouldn't have to ask to be able to take the day off or to live the way that I want to, or go ride around with the top down on this beautiful day. And I have to wait until five or six o'clock and, and then the sun's down. So that's really lame. So that was kind of the catalyst to me, like, okay, got something else. I have to do something else. So how long did you make it in corporate America before oh, you went off on your own? 
I want to say it was, I left in 2018 at the, at the very top of 2018. So January. So basically that 2018. And then I was in corporate in, so 2010. So yeah, uh, about seven or eight years. Mm. So you made it seven or eight years and then went off on your own. I did. Um, One of the years I wasn't fully there. My mom lived in London at the time and she told me to quit my job and leave. I worked at a nonprofit at that time and I was like, quit. Who does that? Who just quits jobs? I can't do that. Um, And then she talked me into it and she was like, when else are you going to get a chance to live, live in another country with all expenses paid and be able to? And I was like, oh, okay, well, so then I quit and I lived in London for a short, short period of time, about four months. And that was all I needed to get out like that, like moved you towards, okay, I'm going to do the freedom thing. It was, it was all I needed to remind me that life could be different because I didn't leave until six years, five or six years later. Hmm. Cause I was still young. I was almost fresh out of college then. And, but no, I left and it just reminded me that life can be different. Life can look different and it can be exactly what I want. I can live in a city that's vibrant, that I can walk around in, that activity is part of daily life and I don't have to worry about working out and, you know, just being able to like, I don't know, just be as vibrant, like just a city that actually like fills your soul, I think is, is really what it was. And it just reminded me that the, that the life I wanted was out there impossible. Mm. Then I went to Italy and that really showed me. So yeah. Yeah. Yes, please. Oh my gosh. It sounds like you've traveled so much. I have. I've been to 35 countries. Wow. Yeah. Um, I've had, What's your fave? Do, oh, can you even? Okay. So Italy forever and always will be my favorite country. Um, I think you get so much out of that country. It's so rich in, in, in feelings. I think it's just such a soul filling country. However, I think Romania and Portugal were like very mind blowing to me. I did not realize how beautiful those countries were. They are very, they are not talked about very often and they really just kind of blew me away. And I I love Spain. I mean, I love almost every country I've been to. Yeah. I mean, but, uh, but Italy's still my favorite will always be. It has my heart. Uh, One day, one day. Okay. Yes. So have the yacht and in the we'll be in we'll be in the Mediterranean and you guys will come. We'll be out yes. there sipping prosecco. It'll be great. <laughs> yes, so please. please bring it. Okay, and so trajectory wise, you're working in corporate for like eight years, and you mentioned you had your business when you were in college. Like, were you doing Facebook ad stuff at that point? Or were you doing something else? I started my business with website design. Okay. And I was doing custom websites, you guys, for 450 bucks. Oof, wow. Oh my gosh. Oh my goodness. Um, and then I, you know, I would raise my, like, that's when, I don't know who I found first as far as like online people and coaches, but then I started raising my prices and raising my prices. And so I was doing website design and graphic design. Um, but I hated the back and forth. Oh my goodness gracious. Um, I had autonomy when I was working in corporate and I was still doing my business on the side while I was in corporate until one point I was like, I feel like 
I think I started getting offended when people were saying, oh, it's on the side because I felt like corporate was on the side and my business was really what was because I would go home and I would work on my business for so long. Um, but then, yeah, website design and graphic design. And then I was like, they were expecting websites to be the thing that brought them money. And I was like, well, no, there are other things you have to have in place that they didn't. So then I was like, OK, well, I started doing social media or yes marketing and social media. And then social media, the problem with social media was that everybody wanted their social media to make the money. And I was like, well, you don't have a funnel. You don't have anything to lead them anywhere. What do you want them to do? You think they're just supposed to buy because you posted about it? And yes, that is what they thought. So then I was like, I cannot do social media. And I think because there was no one telling me that it's not that it's not the service, it's not social media that's the problem, it's your clients that are the problem and that there are other people out there that you can reach to not have to work with these clients who don't know anything about business, right? And so, but because I didn't know that at the time, I just moved over to, I was like, okay, I did marketing consulting and I did ads. And so after that, then it just became a little bit easier because, but obviously still dealing with some weird clients and then just kind of realizing over time, that it is the client. And so you just have to be more um, specific about who you are attracting. And that's when things got so much better for me. <laughs> right. And okay. So you realize the, the websites aren't getting them what they want. Social media is not getting them what they want in order for them to get what they want. They need a funnel. And, and then you entered the world of funnels. I did. Who taught you? Like, who did you look up to and learn from? Um, I, let me see. Kate McKibben and Russell Brunson and Amy Porterfield. I think those were the, those were the three people. Kate McKibben was my first coach that I actually paid and got in person. Like I, I was able to talk to and you know, what's so funny. I have yet to be burned by a coach and people talk about being burned by coaches all the time, but I really vetted them and I really needed to make sure like they knew what the heck they were talking about. Cause I, I, I knew marketing, right? Like, but I think that's also the difference between some people getting burned and also not knowing what you want. I always know what I want. And if you explain things in a way that makes sense, maybe I know what I want, but this isn't what I need right now. You can skew me over to like the right area, but just generally speaking, I haven't, I have yet to be burned. And I really just think it's because I understand marketing. And that is the thing that I think really kept me going. Cause initially I was like, I want to help everybody. Nobody gets this. Oh my gosh. But then that causes a whole bunch of issues. But I think that's really what it was. It was just like, the reason why people are having so many issues is that they don't understand marketing and they don't also don't understand how marketing works with the different pieces of your business. And so that's kind of what I wanted to. And like, that's my goal is to have like my market profitably Academy where I'm really just going step by step. This is what you need to do from the beginning to the very end or, you know, end. <laughs> right. And you have like, do you have two degrees? You went to college for marketing, right? Mm -hmm. And for digital marketing specifically, is that correct? Or was that like an after degree? No. So 
all the digital marketing pieces came from all of the extra education that I did. So even, oh, and excuse me, how rude, um, Ryan Dice, him also. He was very helpful in the more market, like the, if you're a marketer, this is who, you know, you're going to learn from and everything like that. And then Molly Pittman was my mentor for ads. So I feel like I just had like the best experiences with my mentors and coaches, but, um, and obviously Shanti <laughs> with these quizzes. Oh my freaking goodness. But because you actually studied marketing in college and then went in to like learn from people. And you were saying that you could actually like recognize who was a good person to learn from because you actually have a marketing background rather than maybe a lot of us sort of who are sagging into digital business from different places have a lot of trouble actually like discerning who's real and who's got a good flashy funnel that they're falling into. And I think it's because everybody's saying the same thing. And I think the difference was, which actually is something that I say about music all the time, is that the people who have the different sounds are the ones that last. Mm. Because we got Drake, but anybody who comes after him, we we know who they sound like. You know what I mean? Mm. Anybody like like Michael Jackson, you know, nobody sounds like him, right? Um, even Eminem, no, nobody sounds like him, right? And anybody who comes after them, they were like, what are you doing? Um, so my degrees were in entrepreneurship mm-hmm. and marketing. So just regular marketing. And then I have, I was such an overachiever. Oh my goodness, still am, but goodness, what was I doing in college? I have a double major, a double minor, right? My double minor was in sales and global business. And that was because my mom always told me dealing with HR people, she was, or people in, people, cause she's in HR. She said the sales and marketing people always butted heads. And I was like, well, I want to be better when I go to corporate America. So I'm going to learn sales and I'm going to understand the difference. And that's how I was able to help my business group get $33 million in one quarter and, you know, over a hundred million dollars in within the year. Um, And these, we were dealing with a lot of amazing companies and I'm really excited the companies that I was able to work with, but that was because I went and I learned more than the average marketer who was, you know, coming out of school or just generally speaking while I was in corporate America. And then I have a, an IMBA in my focuses were global marketing and global business. Mm. So yeah, that was the education. (laughs) Oh, and then it's like, okay, now you have all of that. And now you have to go and learn from five or six other people to understand what's going on in digital marketing, which I think like gives us all permission to chill out a little bit on like, how much you need to know, not that you have to know all of this, but like how, like, it's not like you just like create a product or start having a service and then get a nice, pretty $450 website, you lucky duck you, and then actually start bringing in the sales, right? There's so much that goes into it. And it's amazing that there are people who have done the work to study and like practice that we can work with where we don't have to go get two degrees with double majors and double minors and study with everyone um, online. And I do know what you're talking about because all of my ads on like Instagram are like for like these same coaches, like start making six figures next month. You just need me to be your coach or whatever. Right. And it's like, it's like literally even the same, like blueprint of the ad and the video that's happening in all of them. So I I see it. I see the same thing and it's kind of annoying. And I think the thing that's so frustrating is that 
I think a lot of people just don't have business acumen and no one's teaching or like everybody's like, okay, yeah, make six figures or whatever. No one's teaching that depending on the lifestyle you want, six figures might not be enough for you. And what is it that you want to do? What, like, what is the impact that you want to have? And if that, if, if you want to go and make massive impact, then we've got to figure out what the, the fundamentals are. And everybody keeps talking about scale, but we got to grow first. You have to grow, then you scale. Because scaling is just stacking what you've got on top of it, right? And taking what's already working and multiplying it. But now how are you going to multiply it? We've got to expand our audience now. And it's not, we can't keep marketing to the same bubble, but nobody, like very few people are having that conversation and it is really doing a lot of people a disservice, I think, in the online business space, because it's like, it makes it seem like you can just do this overnight, which some of these people are doing great with, you know, TikTok and things like that. And it's blowing up their business. But when your business blows up and you're not ready for it, you see what breaks. Mm-hmm. And so now you, now you can see that you weren't ready for scale, not like your business is going to go down the drain, but now you've got to scramble to figure out what systems and what things you need to have in place. And nobody really has that conversation. And I think when you don't understand business, and I'm not saying you have to go get a, you know, a business degree, but I think you definitely need to talk to people who have successful businesses and who have been able to scale and have had businesses for at least a couple of few years, at least, and who are, who are doing it well and see what it is that maybe you need to focus on and where you should spend your money. And um, yeah, cause like everybody thinks social media is the thing, but like, are you like, maybe you need to do SEO. Maybe you need to run ads. Maybe you need to, you know, maybe there's something else that you need to do. Yeah. It's just like, oh my goodness. I could talk about that all day. It's so frustrating. Mm. Hey, this is maybe a silly question, but I'm curious with ads, would you say that ads are a tool for growth or for scale or for both depending on the circumstance? Oh my goodness, such a marketing answer I'm going to give. It depends. And yes, both. I'm definitely not an either or yes and. Okay, so um, I think that it depends on what you're trying to do. And I think that growth and scale are not mutually exclusive. I think they, they come up in the same conversation. If you're trying to scale your business, we need to grow something else, right? We need to increase your traffic. We need to grow your email list. We need to grow your SMS text list. We need to grow your reach, right? So- I think that you can depend. And I think honestly, most people can use ads, but you might not be running a conversion ad. You might not be running a sales ad. You might just be running an ad to get your face out there. So the next time you run a lead generation ad for people to sign up for your quiz, take your quiz, sign up for your lead magnet, whatever, then they've seen your face before so that they're like, oh, I've seen her before. And she had a cool message. I was kind of really into it. So maybe the first ads you ever run are just about introducing yourself, telling your story. It's a video views ad and you just are telling your story or you're telling people about what you do or educating people on something. Cause like I've run ads where I have a hyperlapse of me arranging flowers because I want people to see that part of my life. Cause I, I love flowers. And I have another ad that was running where I was like riding around with the top down. Cause I take Wednesdays off and I love riding around with the top down. That's one of my favorite things, taking myself to lunch with the top down. So I just wanted people to see that. And, you know, these are different things that you can do to get people into your space and grow your audience, even if you're not in a place to scale, but that's going to set you up for scale later. So cool. 
that like, I feel like so often people are like, if I'm going to spend money on ads, I need to be making back three times as much right away or it's not worth it. But this really like lends uh, like credence to the whole ecosystem idea, uh, right? That like your, your marketing efforts are not happening like just in this like monoculture place where you're just trying to sell. You're really trying to create... <sighs> Yeah, a community around you who you can serve uh, eventually when it's the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, really cool. Yeah. Okay, so I'm like keeping the logistics in mind because I want to tell this the story of like your journey from corporate to starting your own business. You realized it was funnels. That was the thing that you wanted to focus on. So then what happened? You folk, you're, you've learned all this stuff from all these amazing people you've, you've left corporate behind and, and now it's, it's funnel time. What did that look like? It was scary. Um, oh, also I'll add in Julie. So like, yeah, the whole, I want to say like the whole click funnel, uh, ecosystem, because I learned a lot from Julie Stonian also, but it was like, it was scary because this was the first time I had heard of people charging 20 and 30 grand. Mm. I'm like, I'm sorry. And then, you know, the thing about this, what was interesting was that I was, when I got into the online space, I was so scared because I was like, all of these people are making $70,000 months, like six figures, and they don't have marketing degrees. How do I even compete? And like, how weird to think that when I've got all of these, these degrees, I'm great at what I do, but also that was also a confidence issue. Cause I can say that now then definitely didn't say that because it seemed like it was so easy for everyone to just be making all of this money. And I was just like, where do I fit in? And I was really like, I, there's, I love marketing so much because like, I'm actually going to speak to um, 16 to 18 year olds um, on Wednesday about just marketing and the customer buyer journey and things like that. And where there are gaps. And I've always said that what I do is I help find the gaps in your business and close them so we can make money from those gaps. And that was a gap in my business was my customer, my customer, my one human, like no one else was talking about one human at the time, right? So it's just a customer buyer journey, maybe put a name to it, you know, whatever. But I was like, how can I charge 20? Who is paying this much money? Like who is paying this much money for this? It just did not make any sense to me. And then also kind of like understanding like the behind the scenes marketing things, people add up certain things that aren't actually there at the moment. And I was like, oh, okay, I get, and sometimes I get it a little bit, but I was just like, it, I don't know. It was, just, it was just so fascinating. So I didn't, I, I think I, I like, I set it up, right? Like we plan, right? We do the things that our mentors tell us to do. We go through all the templates and everything like that, but there was no movement because I didn't know what to do next. And so that was just really difficult. So what I did, I was just like, well, I can do these different pieces for you. And again, I was still talking to the wrong audience. I was talking to the audience that needed so much help, but they couldn't pay. And that's where I think a lot of people are, like that's who I think a lot of people are talking to. And right now I tell people, at what awareness level do you want to market? I don't market to unaware people. I don't really market to problem aware people. Um, It depends on where they are, but it's, I think you can market to these people, not 
unaware because like it just takes so much effort to market to somebody who's unaware. You have to do so much education and convince them. And right now I'm in a space where I don't convince and I don't coerce. If you are not ready to work with me, that is okay. But you can stay in my atmosphere. That's fine. But I'm not going to push you because I don't want to live a life like that. So from, from not really understanding how to charge that much money to realizing that, oh, I kind of technically do because I have these contracts in place. So I'm not charging $20,000 a month. I do kind of like with payment plans and things like, or, or like with my contracts in place, they are, they do end up being that much money, but I didn't realize it until later, probably last year that I actually do that. But it was just, it was, it's just like so scary and so interesting the way that we talk on social media. Like it just, there's not so much transparency. And I think that's the thing that kind of set me up for failure a little bit was like trying to reach that goal without any actual direction. It's like, it was just like a very, very matter of fact, very like, yeah, this is what we do. And you know, this is what you should do. And it's like, okay, but like nobody, and now everybody's doing, but nobody before was working on the mindset piece of what it takes to actually believe you can charge that because your thoughts become your actions, right? Your, your, your thoughts become your words, your words become your actions and habits and everything like that. And when you, when you truly don't believe that you're worthy of charging that much, or you don't believe that you deserve to take, to take someone's money like that, then you're, it's going to show up in the way that you show up. Right. But when you truly believe that these people are in my atmosphere and they are here because because they wanted to be here. So it's my duty to show up and give them what I believe is best for them. Then like that has changed. Like that's the way I show up now. And that has changed the the way that everything has just worked in my business. And even the way that I show up for myself. I don't know if that answered the question. I kind of went off on a tangent. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Well, so many like interesting threads we could pick up from that. I'm curious, do you run ads for yourself, like for your own business? I will run ads depending on the offer. I'm going to start running ads to my agency. I never did because at first I was like, how do you run ads to a $30,000 or $20,000 offer? Mm -hmm. But then that was also me digging deeper into marketing you know, understanding that it is a journey. It is a journey. It doesn't, even if it's a referral, right? Like I realized, and you know, it was so funny when I got in a corporate, I mean, when I got out of corporate and people started hiring me for things, I found out that people started hiring me because they just liked me. And I was so offended. I was like, with all of this brain, with all of my experience in Fortune 9 companies, making these companies hundreds of millions of dollars, okay, um, making other companies who weren't billion-dollar companies right money, how are you just going to hire me because you like my personality? The disrespect. Oh, my gosh. But I realized, like, that was something that was just, I think it was enlightening for me, and it, I think it opened me a lot more. But for me, I started running ads to my courses. I started running ads to my lead magnets. So my quiz to like, I had a sales funnel PDF document that I, so I ran ads to those and like those did really, really well. I got thousands of leads, 
right? <laughs> From running ads to those. Um, and then, you know, running ads to smaller ticket offers, um, SLO funnels and things like that. But I just realized it doesn't really matter what the offer is. Well, I mean, it does, but it's really about the building, the connection. It's really about, Ashley, you know, people buy from you because they like you. So you need to be out there. And so when I was running ads to my Absolutely Ads course, I was getting clients. Like, so people would ask me, well, what was the return? And I was like, a, a lot. Cause I don't, because I was getting clients from them. I was getting VIP day clients. I was getting uh, done for you ad clients. And I just thought that was really cool because I saw my video. And so when people would ask, well, do videos do better or do images do better? And I was like, well, let's see. My videos for my Absolutely Ads course did not get me a lot of conversions. They got me barely any conversions, but those ads were the ones that were introducing me to people. And so then when they saw my static image, those were the ones that got me the conversions because they had seen me already. So again, it's building the connection, building trust. And so, like I said earlier, I want to make sure that we can do all of these things with ease and with the way that you do it with ease is with automations. And I call it visibility automation. And it's using ads to keep yourself on top of mind, to get out there and, and you know, show people your credibility, to show people your vulnerability, your transparency, you know, your, your personality, like all of these things so that once it comes time to, for you to serve someone an offer or get them to convert or in, in, in any way, shape or form to your you know, lead generation or, or an actual sale, they're already ready to do that because they've seen you, they love you, and they know that you are their people. Mm. Sounds scary. Okay, but also super exciting. And yeah. this is something that I've been thinking about a lot. And okay. So here's the pickle. And this is a, a challenge that I've been hearing from so many clients and students and just, just people in our, in our sphere is this frustration with like, I always have to be on social media. I feel like I'm like constantly on there. I got to post a story of everything. I'm sharing my whole life because people know that people buy from those that they like and resonate with. Right. But then the assumption is, well, I now have to be on social media all the time so that I can show people who I am. And very few people think of ads as a solution for that. But it can be, right? Like if you are just automating the process of like, well, here's a great post where I share my story. Here's an awesome video where I dig into why I do what I do. And here's me like riding with the top down, going to lunch and whatever else. Right. And those are just like running and you don't have to be glued to your phone for people to see those ads and be like, Oh yeah, I dig that. And so I think that is a massive window of opportunity. And there's an ROI there that is pretty immeasurable because it's not about money. It's about saving time and not feeling like you have to be glued to Instagram 24 seven. Yeah. I tell people that not all ROI is, is monetary. Mm -hmm. When I say that, like when I'm doing presentations about ads, going to people's groups, I like that's I say in mindset, I was like, this is the mindset slide. Not all ROI is monetary. And I believe that in just business in general, 
you can't always expect everything to be a, a monetary return on investment. And with ads, you absolutely can't. So, so my thing is, okay, oh my gosh, I have like five different thoughts at one time. With ads, you can absolutely be in front of your ideal audience on a regular basis and you can set it up in a strategic way, right? So those were personality posts, my flower arranging and, you know, my, and my, you know, writing with the, the top down, right? Those are, those are personality. Those are things that I want to show people and invite people into, but then I'll have educational posts, right? Like, let's not like, do we want to boost posts or do we want to actually run Facebook ads? Okay. So like, that's a conversation that I have mm-hmm. with people, but also me also knowing that's not a conversation that I have with those who are looking to scale to a million or past a million, because I don't do how-to content for them, right? So that's what I meant by awareness level. Who are we going to talk to and what conversations do we need to have? My conversations with my done-for-you management people need to be more business-related and scaling-related and also giving time back related. And for those who are not ready necessarily for scale or to hire someone, I need to have more conversations about the possibilities that ads can give you and not to be so scared of ads because a lot of people are scared, like you said, and it does take away so much of the time if you do it the right way. So like, let's educate your people. Let's move them through the buyer journey, the awareness stage, the consideration stage, the decision. Like, it's like people forget about marketing when they get on social media. I don't know what happens. And like, there's a difference between marketing content and just social media content. Because most social media content, a lot of stuff that a lot of people are posting is just fun content because it's trendy. But when we get back to it, the fundamentals are never trendy. But if you do them right, you can you can maybe attach them to trends. But fundamentally, a lot of people are missing. And it's like we've built our a lot of people have built their business foundations on sand instead of a rock. And to me, that's what like social media is building your, your business on on sand because we don't own it. It's shaky. The stuff changes every day. And I I definitely agree with you about most people are like, I'm stuck on social media and it's not giving me the results. And I get it. It's not giving you the results um, for a reason (laughs) because it sucks. I mean, it doesn't suck. I'm just kidding. But, um, (laughs) but there just has to be some strategy around your social media in order for it to work properly. Mm love that social media is like building your business on social media is like building your business on sand that's very quotable want to like you know get you a designed post to uh put on your social media (laughs) so your agency covers all sorts of things or mostly just ads or people come to you and they're like i need ads and then you're like actually you need all this how does that work yes those who, depending on the, like where they heard me, if they're ready to run ads, typically I, okay. So I have built, I feel like a conversation before you get to my form that lets people know that they need what they need to have in place before mm-hmm. they can work with me. Because I now have a very, very, I want to say when I, um, my, my close rate is in the 90% because I don't get on the phone with people who are not ready. And I tell them, if you do not have these things in place before they even get on the phone, this might be a better option for you. So my VIP days are better. So I've got funnel VIP days where I'll build your funnel in a day. And I've got ads VIP days where I'll, 
you know, build your, build out your whole ad system in a day. I'm not talking just one ad. I'm talking about from, you know, your lead generation to your offer retargeting and all of that stuff so that you can, you know, get the results that you're looking for. But people will come to me for ads and I, yes, I will say, okay, you're not ready. So these are the things I've got, you know, strategy sessions. And, and I think the thing that sometimes is really hard for me is that I'm, it's, people are always trying to jump ahead. And because like I said, there, a lot of people are missing the fundamentals. There is the consulting part. I don't really call it coaching because it's more like, I'm very much about implementation. Like we don't need to talk about this. I'm like, this is what you, this is what's missing. This is what you need to do. Let's go, let's go do it. Because why we don't need to sit here and talk about it. <laughs> like, let, like, let's just move forward. Let's, let's go do because the like confidence comes from action. I say this all the time. And when we, when we put in action, no matter how scary it is, um, we'll always reap the rewards. And it, again, it might not be monetary. The ROI, uh, the ROI of our time might not be monetary either, but it's going to um, add confidence to us and, you know, get our faces out there and everything like that. All right. Can, can we talk about the quizzes and how you've integrated those with your funnels and the different offers that you have in your business? And I know you had a quiz and it was really wonderful. I loved your, your first quiz. So I'm really curious about this second iteration, what the big differences are, what you learned from the first one and why you, why you wanted to change it up. Okay. So my first quiz was how to like what lead. Okay. Well, this was the ending title. What lead magnet and funnel combo were, are going to get you to, you know, your six figure goal. That was my, my quiz. And it did really, really well. Um, and you know, what's interesting, like I, I used the disc profiles as my um, results and I noticed that I was getting a lot of people who were opposite from me and they conscientious people who are slower to make decisions. And it's definitely, I can tell it's affected the way that I have to market to them because I like marketing to people who make decisions quickly because, because I don't understand it taking forever to make a decision. Um, even though some, some people don't like to go to the grocery store with me because they say I take forever, but it's just like, I'm just looking at the fruit to make sure there's no bruises on it. Please leave me alone. I know I'm taking a long time, but geez. But outside of that, I can make decisions pretty quickly. And it really showed me that the way that you word things attracts certain people. And because I was being a little bit more technical with the funnel word, and just saying, what's the, what are the two missing like links or pieces? I think it was bringing in people who were very logistical, like just very logical and wanted the step-by-step. So what I needed to do was switch it up to strategy. And you gave me a great title. I just renamed it, even though I asked this, like asking this like six months ago or whatever it was. And to do, you know, what's your seven figure starting point? Because I wanted people, even though they're nowhere near seven figures, I wanted people who thought bigger, right? I wanted people who were like, I know I have a vast vision and I have grand goals. And those are the people that I love to work with because they are the ones who want to make significant impact. And um, because of that, I was like, I need like something's going on with my quiz. I need to figure this out. And it was the title. Like, I don't think anything was wrong with the quiz or my results pages. 
um, but I needed to think bigger. So that was a that's a new iteration of this of that my first quiz, but my new quiz, what I learned from it was how I could implement it or how I could move people through quickly. Because again, quick and easy is what I want my life to be about. I don't want to take a whole bunch of time. It's like, look, if you know this is the problem, why are we even talking about it? Like, let's move forward. But again, that has a lot more to do with me showing up and, and making people feel comfortable, nurturing them, all of that, you know, people stuff that sometimes my driver in a gram eight forgets about, right? So with, with that, my new quiz is I work, oh, oh, what's your personal path to passive income? And what I learned was that because I want people to move through quickly, I'm doing a basically an entire sales page on, on my, on my results. And I know that, um, Shanti, you talked about this and, and like the virality of quizzes and things like that. And it's like, once we have people here, I think like Rye said, he's like, they're here. They gave you permission. So basically my thought is how dare I not give you what I think you need since you're here. You took this quiz because there was something you saw. Why would I wait until nine emails later to offer this to you? Let's not. Like I'm doing you a disservice and I'm doing me a disservice. Okay. So, but again, I'm very much quick start. Let's go. <laughs> kind of, let's just move on. Let's get us to the goal. But I started doing sales pages basically on my, my results page and basically taking people through the journey, through kind of like the buyer journey on my results page, letting them know, I know where you are, where you've been. Um, I know that these are some of the things that they're saying and it sucks. And this is what I've been able to do, what I can do. And I know this is what you want. So this is, and, and here you go at the end, this is how, I, how you can achieve that. And I feel like that's done really well. When I ran ads, I had an, I have an, I have offers on both of them, but um, the first one I haven't I'm not running ads to this one yet because um, I just finished the the fixing the mobile site to my results. But when I was running ads to my first one, I was making sales from that offer. And at first, I think it was thirty seven dollars, then it was forty seven. Now it's sixty seven, and people still buy it. And even though sixty seven is a very weird number you know, people are still purchasing it. It's not under $47, which a lot of people, like we learned that if you're going to run ads to something, it should be $47 or less. But no, I was selling a $97 ads course and I was making sales and now it's $197, but I'm still going to be running ads straight to the offer. I might have some, a little bit more nurturing to do, but I mean, th those are kind of the things I learned from it. And I think it's just really cool. Like quizzes have so much power. They really do. And they allow you to really reach the people that you want to reach and let them know that you feel where they're coming from. And then just also make it fun, even if it's a heavy topic. Yeah, totally. I love that you're experimenting with the different pricing and different offers and just laying it all out for people. Like it, it's, more respectful, you know, a lot of ways, because like you said, they are looking for the answer to that question or hook that you initially presented. So why not give it to them? The worst that could happen is they don't buy the thing, 
but hopefully, you know, you still gave them enough to chew on that they want to stick around and remain in your atmosphere. I love that uh, metaphor that you use and learn more from you. And then maybe down the line, they'll, they'll buy from you, but like, whatever. Right. I, I feel like I used to be more afraid of that, like making the sale up front with, for fear that what are people going to think? They're going to think that like, just in it for the money and like, they'll be, feel burned. But I think there's a way of doing it that actually works really beautifully and, and can be perceived on the side of the quiz taker as, as a respectful, like, this is the answer. And yeah, you have to pay for it because it's complex and I need to be able to support you through it. And I can't give you the full, full answer in just a quiz result, but like, if you want it, here it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Plus Ashley's new quiz is like above and beyond Shanti Sack style to like the nth degree while having like a sales page set up of stages of awareness um, results page. So you're getting a ton of value before she's like saying, and you can also like, and it's also a launch quiz, like it's a, a program, right? So it's like, it's moving people towards this like passive income program where she's actually admitting that it's not passive and that like the reason, like the reason it's not working, she like pinpoints the places where it's probably not working, why it doesn't feel passive. But yeah, I definitely like, I, I, I want to get you back on now so we can do a whole one on like turning your quiz into a money-making machine from the beginning, because I do see a lot of people who it's like, personality type here's your personality type now buy my thing and it's like that's what doesn't work because it's it's almost that's where you get the switch and bait as opposed to this new quiz which I can't wait till it's like really really out there which it must be so close Ashley it will be out there by the time people are are listening to this episode for sure um because yeah it's like the steps that you get based on where you're at on the path are like actually really very useful and and doing the work. And you could like totally understand why you would want to join the program based on the quiz results or just be like stoked to have Ashley showing up in your inbox, um, whether or not you decide to buy it because like she gave so much value like right there on the page. Yeah, and I think the reason why I... And move, like, obviously just cause I'm like, let's just go. Right. Like I just have no patience. That's really why I'm doing it like that. But also because I just think that when like, we just have to just move forward. Like I just, I don't, I guess it's like when it comes to having people in my space, it's like, why else are you here? Right. Like, let's like, you have a goal. Let's help you move through. And again, like that has a lot to do with my own marketing. I need to show up more in a space that gets them a little bit more comfortable because I'm not running ads right now. I kind of like just was like, I'm just, you know, working on working with my clients and stuff like that. So I haven't done a lot of lead generation at the moment and I've been working on my quiz, but I just think that I'm impatient and I want, and like, even right now in my marketing, I'm trying to figure out a way to fully be myself when it comes to marketing and still do the fundamental, fundamental things like what awareness level, you know, like, can I talk to the disc people, like every person in disc at the same time in my email? So basically I need to just go in order, talk to the D's up front, 
have the TLDR, wait, right? Too long, didn't read, right? <laughs> For those people in two different places, then talk, the, talk to the influencers, make sure I've got language that excites them, talk to the supportive people, let them know that I care, right? And then also talk to the conscientious people who are slower to make decisions, who maybe not necessarily need testimonials, but they need, they need to know that it works along with the influencers. Like, I mean, everybody wants to make sure it works, but it's like, how can I set up my emails in a way that I'm talking to everyone instead of maybe sending out four different emails based on each person, right? Cause like that, like who the heck has time for that? I don't have a team to help me do that. So let me not make more work for myself, but it's just like, I'm just trying to figure out how in this new era, which I actually called this in 2020, I was like, we are need, going to need to, people are going to have to start marketing differently. We, people need connection because we are in our homes and we are dealing with things that we have never dealt with before. Our mental health, our minds are stressed. Our homes are stressed. We are all like as, as silly to some people as it may seem when you, even though you should not compare, when you compare what other countries may be going through compared to us just having to be at home, things have drastically changed for us. And we need to find a way to build connection with people. Otherwise, our marketing is going to fall flat, which I think is what a lot of people are, are seeing. And they're just doing reels that might be funny or entertaining or go with the sound, but they're not really building a connection. Mm. Amen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If anyone listening is like curious about learning more about DISC and writing to different personality types, check out the episode we did with Sage Polaris, that was one of our first episodes and she goes into it in great detail. And it's really interesting to approach your messaging that way. Mm -hmm. And, and then, yeah, build connection from there. I totally agree, Ashley. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And do it in one email because not everyone has a quiz that separated their people out to like which disc they are. I can't imagine writing like four different emails for every single, like say email that you're going to send out. It definitely makes sense to like hit, um, hit all of those points. Yeah. Mm. And I love the, like, just even the stuff from, you know, copy school, like just learning about those emails and just like just how deep they go in learning who your audience. And I think that's the one thing that like most people are missing. You're not talking to think like the depths of them, right? Like if anybody wanted to sell anything to me, all you need to talk about is making sure that it's easy, making sure that I'm going to get to my yacht, okay? In the Mediterranean where I can bring my friends and we can just sip on a bottle of boob all day. You know what I mean? And me being able to make an impact and live my best and bougiest life, right? And then like you talk about, well, what does that mean? Like, so that's surface level, right? I'm saying that's all you have to talk about, but that's surface level. But if you really wanted to get to my depths, you would talk about me wanting to make sure that I'm never in a situation where I have to make a, a decision based off of desperation and making decisions based, based off of strength, right? I don't ever want to be in a situation because I was, I, I, between full-time in my business and leaving corporate, I did contract for someone who was the worst person I have ever met in my life. And 
I gained weight while I was there. I was so sad while I was there and I wasn't who I wasn't me inherently. And I didn't understand what was going on. And I, I felt like I had to stay there because I need, because I felt like I needed the money and I never wanted to be in a situation where someone else could determine my destiny and determine how I felt about myself. It was the worst experience ever. And that's also, again, why I'm here for, with my business. I want people to make decisions based off of strength and have options. But if someone were to speak to that, you would have me hooked. But you won't know that unless you ask, right? You, we have to ask our audience questions. We have to send them emails. We have to maybe do a co-working session or do a, do a social you know, a social moment, like maybe like even if you might have kids, so maybe the social moment can only be 30 minutes or maybe you can be like a mommy and me thing, but it's just like, there are different ways to connect. And I think it's so important that we ask our audience the questions because otherwise all we're talking about is things that we think that they want to hear and want to know. And instead of things that they actually are going to connect with. Mm. Yeah. A hundred percent. Ask all the questions. Let your curiosity lead the way. You speak my language, Ashley Chanel. Thank you so much for being here and sharing your story and some of your wisdom with us. Although I feel like we barely tapped into it. There's so much more to explore. So we'll have to have you back. In the meantime, where can our listeners learn more? Where can they find you? Um, you can find me at makeyourmarkconsulting.com forward slash the hyphen fun hyphen stuff, the fun stuff. Ooh. And also on Instagram where you can actually find this link instead of having to type it in. Um, you can find me on Instagram at Ashley Chanel. I am an L-E-I-G-H Ashley. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so Ashley Chanel on Instagram. Amazing. Love it. Thank you so much for being here and just being part of our ecosystem because you are, yeah, an important part of it. And I do hope that we get to have you back on. And I want to hear about how the new quiz goes for you too. So maybe a couple months after that starts running, we can have you back on to talk about it because I think there's a lot of fun things that we can get into. Absolutely. I'm so happy you had me here and I love being in your ecosystem. You guys just have the best vibe, like just energy. It's so like comforting and relaxing. And I've met some of the most amazing people because of you, Shanti. And I really, really appreciate you and your community. And um, yeah, so I'm just so happy to be here. Next Uh, time we'll record from your yacht, Ashley. (laughs) Yeah, I love that. Well, look at you listening to the very end. We are so deeply grateful for you and borderline obsessed with hearing what resonated most and how you're taking the seeds planted in these conversations and sowing them in your life and business. It would mean more than you know if you would share this episode with a friend or subscribe, rate, leave us a review on your favorite podcast player your reviews tell the algos behind the apps that we are worth pressing play on so please if you're feeling generous take two minutes to share the love and if you are curious around what your unique advantage is 
in this wild and wacky online world, take the unfair advantage quiz at shandyzack.com forward slash UA quiz. And thank you again, sunshine. Go light up the world and we'll see you next time.